What's up, everybody? I'm Justin Maycatch here with my sister, Melissa McCack. Hey, everybody. And we are Room 51, where we talk all things board gaming. And today, we are joined by Dan Hughes, a uh, designer and content creator as well. Yes, that's me. Hello. <laughs> Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. We were yeah. uh, super excited to have you, uh, especially me, because I've been loving your content for a while. So. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. I don't know why, but still, that's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> and today we're doing a, a Designer Corner episode where we're really going to focus on Dan Hughes' design for his upcoming game, Core Quest. Mm -hmm. And we're going to kind of talk a bit about that, the whole design process, how you got into it, all that kind of stuff. All right. Awesome. So, yeah. Go for it. No, go for it. Go for it. Okay. So I was just going to ask, like, how did you, so you and your daughter, Cora, right? You decided to uh, design this game together. How did that come about? Like, what made you decide to actually design a game together? I, it, it was boredom, to be honest. Absolute boredom. It was, it was right in the middle of the kind of first wave of the lockdown. So the novelty of being at home and homeschooling had worn off. Um, we're all, you know, trudging through the worksheets that we had to do for school and things like that. Um, every day was becoming the same day um, for all of us, really, other than I, I got to go to work. But other than that, it, every day was very similar. And I just we just got bored of doing the same old worksheets. Um, and so we thought, I thought, well, should we do something a bit different today? Shall we design a board game? And I thought, well, we can make this vaguely educational. And it, and it was, you know, we did a lot of dice probabilities and, and things. Um, dice probabilities, we did lots of creative writing, lots of art, lots of design tech, you know, like, um, computer design and stuff because we designed. Um, and Cora had always wanted to play some of these bigger dungeon crawls. She'd seen me playing with my, my friends. But a lot of the dungeon crawls, just a bit too complex for for an eight-year-old and also some of the themes are a little bit dark as well i mean i'm not a, i'm not a not a big prudish parent but you know some some really dark themes I thought, well, it's not really appropriate um so she's wanted to play one of those so we said well let's let's design our own and and so we did i mean the initial game wasn't great um because because no initial game is right. uh, it was very derivative um you know you had we had various stats you rolled d6s and had to look on tables and things like that so it worked for us and we were playing on our kitchen table and we we're having a great time and, and, and Cora felt really proud of it. And, and also more importantly, she felt more engaged because, because the thing to do, thing about lockdown with younger kids, especially, is it's just so tedious. It's just so tedious because as an adult, you forget that you're interacting with people all on, the, on, on your phone, you, you, you're chatting to people. Over, but, you know, 10 year olds under 10, they, they haven't got that social media presence and it's just every day's the same really. And it really, started grinding it down so anyway so 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 yeah so so we so we um we we were playing it and, and then i mentioned on facebook that um that we'd done this and a friend of mine um gary gary king um as a joke he he's a very talented artist and he, he did this mock-up of a, a a board game cover and said Coraquest coming to kickstarter near you <laughs> and i went oh you know you, you know when you hadn't yeah. you hadn't considered something as a possibility um, it was just something for for us, and then I went, okay, and and then so and a few people said, oh, I'll play it, and so we got some people play testing it, and um, and it snowballed really, really, really snowballed. We got more and more people. So I, I will just babble. You, you, you two will just no. sit there in silence, you and then, and the <laughs> last thing you'll say is, uh, so "Thanks, like... first." <laughs> so, yeah. so stop me when you want want me to stop. Yeah, no, I I'm just like so that. engaged in what you're saying in the story. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. wow, okay, yeah, keep going. 
Yeah, and you're so articulate. I'm like, I'm jealous. I'm, I'm, I'm English. Americans always think uh, people who are English are artic articulate. <laughs> Everyone in England thinks I'm a moron, but still, yeah. No. <laughs> No, but that is fascinating. So like you took the boredom and everything and you try to create something fun to get out of the mundane lifestyle, especially like you say, like children. I hadn't quite thought of, I, don't, I don't have kids of my own no. or anything like that. So um, but you're right. They don't really have that type of connection that they that adults can have. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, all, all narrowed down to three or four rooms for an eight year old. Right. Right. Um, yeah and occasional walks and things like that but but three or four rooms as opposed to ourselves that can get lost in the the internet yeah. uh, an eight-year-old hasn't hasn't got the ability to do that i mean they watch tv play on the computer games but even so there's not that social connection that you're able to get yeah um, yeah for so, sure uh, I'm, 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 yeah I'm, I'm in danger of talking about the the, the disasters of uh, <laughs> of uh lockdown on children's mental health here so, so I'll, I'll 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 stop uh, <laughs> no you're good <laughs> I, I am curious. You said that you started getting other people to play the game, having playtesters and stuff. Yeah. Uh, how different it was the game before any playtesters were introduced till after playtesters were introduced? Well, it was incredibly different. And obviously, this is my this is my first ever design. In fact, I'd, I'd never really had a, an ambition to be a game designer. When people asked me, I, I in fact I guessed it on a podcast the day before we designed it, the board game Snogs, and they said, "Do you want to design a board game?" And I said, "No." <laughs> so and then the day after there i am busily uh, beavering away um I th I, the the insight i've got into board game design is it's incredible it was for me anyway how much the actual game is shaped by the play testers rather than the designer because i came up with this bare bones very derivative thing with lots of problems um but we muddled through it because we just made it up as we went along and then and wrote a rule book which helps cement it in your mind and, and helps firm it up um and then sent it out for play test and people saying yeah it's good but one of the things was yeah it's good but my kids get really quite upset when they miss i was thinking, yeah. and, and, and initially you go well i need to get a grip because this is a dungeon <laughs> call and it's, it's Peril. but then but then um then, then when you calm down a bit you you think well no they're right so that's so then we have this this system. I won't go into all the mechanics, but this system where you, if you miss, you flip your card over, and suddenly you become very determined, and you're very determined to hit next time. So you roll more dice, basically. Mm. A, a, another person said the numbers were a bit too much, and so you know it, it felt a bit mathy during it, and which isn't great for a kids' game. So unless you're teaching maths, um, <laughs> so so we ended up just using symbols on the dice and saying if you roll a symbol, then you do one damage, and, and just a lot more simple, lots and lots. Another person said, um, uh, "Well, we just waited here until we we're all together and all healed, and then we went off and did one room, and it, it's very slow. So I, so I put something in that kind of pushes the pushes the action along. Mm. So so I." It, it feels much like it takes a village to uh, raise a child. It feels like it takes a village to design a board game to me. Yeah. And, and, and with, without the playtesting of it, it would be rubbish, to be honest. Um, it, it would be okay for me and Cora, but it wouldn't be a game I'd want to share with anybody else. Right. Yeah, I feel like you hear that all the time, that playtesting yeah. is such a key component of designing a board game. I like that what you said, like it, it takes a village to design a board yeah. game. I think that's yeah. so true. And I think that a lot of times uh, we've come across like new designers that don't do that or like they'll they'll feel like the uh, first product they've made is perfect pretty much already. Yeah. They go mm -hmm. out, they go on Kickstarter, it gets funded somehow and then boom, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and it hasn't really changed at all, but 
uh, I, I like what you're saying, how it's like, oh yeah, the game is completely different uh, because yeah, it had well, to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the, 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 the core element of it is the same, but, but yeah, it has to develop. I mean, don't get me wrong. I did a lot of sulking and a lot of... <laughs> I don't even know what they're talking about. But, but it's, 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 it's taking that down a level. The day after, you know, stewing it over in your mind, thinking, ah, they might be right. And, and, then, and then, then you come up with a new, new solution and things like that. I mean, the other person who had a big impact on, on the game was Gary, Gary King, who's, who's my artist friend. And he was, was sending lots of suggestions um, to me as well. And again, I've got... <laughs> But 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 you know I, I took it on board eventually. Um, so 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 yeah, and 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 then and and then just just kind of move it forward a bit. So so Gary got involved. And he said, "Well, I'll, I'll do all the art, and we can do it as a print and play, and we can we that, that'd be fine. You know, we'll we'll do it as a print and play." And so and so that's how it kind of developed. And then suddenly, it kind of morphed into once it got better, and I felt confident in the the fact that this was worth people's money. Um, rather than just a free thing that I did for a creative exercise, or we did, me and Corey did, rather. Um, then that, um, th then we start thinking Kickstarter, and, and then we got another chap on board who's a, because I'm an idiot, so I, I, I can't handle business side of stuff, so it'll be a, a recipe for disaster. So I've got a, a friend who used to um, uh, be the CEO of Hush Hush Games, who did Fog of Love, um, and, and uh, he's, a, he's a, basically a proper project manager of board games, so he's, he's moving the manufacturing the shipping along which is probably a very good thing to be honest <laughs> yeah yeah no that's awesome that you uh i like also that you're saying that you've gotten a lot of support from people outside of this right oh immense support yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. that's always helpful I, for anything that you do content creation designing games creating a business whatever it is like support from outside getting that feedback um and the help and everything is immensely important yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's there's all sorts of people. I mean, I'm I'm very lucky in that um, in, in people have come forward and, and wanted to help. I and mean, there's there's two levels people have come forward and helped. I've 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 had I've had um, uh, a friend called Cameron has come forward and said, "Well, I'll put it on tabletop simulator for you." Well, I would have no idea how to do that. So he he's done that, and it's it's been really useful both for playtesting, um, but also just just as a as a marketing thing, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And and then. Um, and then I've got a friend called Bob, who's now we're not allowed to. I'm not allowed to say what Bob's doing. But uh, this is pre-recorded, isn't it? Yes, is it? this is pre-recorded. Wait, when's it going out? Is it this uh, week? It could go out. It's going to go out tomorrow, actually. Okay, well, it's secret then. You can't know what Bob's okay. doing, but uh, he's doing he's doing something very exciting. Anyway, let me put it this way and come and come, come back to the uh, CoraQuest Facebook group next week, and you'll see. Um, <laughs> so, so. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I, but then there's, there's been, and there's been other people, uh, I've got a chap who's used to work in PR and he's been sending off some press releases to newspapers to see if we, see if we can get in that. And, and, um, and another thing, and also I know a lot of content creators cause I've, I've worked, I've worked with the Dice Tower for a long time and I've, I've done podcasts and things. So, so that's opened a few doors. I mean, I've been, I've been very privileged to be honest in that I don't think a first time creator could have, uh, could have, tapped into all these 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 people and these resources like even mark because mark knows me from from various things i've done within the board game community i don't think if you hadn't built up those links i think you'd be you'd struggle i i it would never have got off the ground if i didn't know gary from board game from the community if i didn't know you know so so again i i feel like it's mine and cora's name on the box but i don't feel like it's completely our game i think it's a shared thing but the other thing we're doing, which is even more exciting, is yeah. we've got 
kids from the community oh. um, to draw all the art for Cora Quest. Oh, so awesome. all the art is done by kids. That's so. A lot of it's done by Cora, but but there's a great deal of it done by kids. In fact, Cora hasn't got any art on the box on the actual box of it at all. It's all there's like twenty different kids who've sent in monsters and things like that. And Gary's coloured them all in, and then um, and then and then you know, come up with a great piece of art. All, all the characters are drawn by kids. All the monsters are drawn by kids. All the art on the cards is drawn by kids. Um, the only thing that isn't drawn by kids is the dungeon cat, you know, the actual dungeon itself. Mm -hmm. And even then that's designed by Cora because that's based on the stuff that me and Cora had made in the, in the prototype. So, so the entire thing is kind of art directed by Gary, but kids have, have, have done everything else and and awesome. I, I love that I, th I think it gives it a really unique aesthetic I think it gives a real I don't know innocence is the right word yes, or, yeah, yeah. you know a, a real heart I think yeah. um and and the thing that I, I get quite annoyed at, at some kids games is is some kids games talk down to children and they go this is what you like you uh, like this mm -hmm. you know but this is from the ground up. This is no, you know, kids are saying we like this, and this is what it's. This is what it looks like, and this is what it, you know, this is. Someone, someone and, and again, I'm not, I'm not um, criticizing this person um, at all. But someone said, I'm a little bit disappointed that uh, the weapons in the game aren't lightsabers and pillows and frisbees and things that kids like. But I, and I said that to Cora. I said, Do you want that kind of stuff? And she went, No, swords are cool. Oh, yeah. You yeah. like swords are cool. <laughs> <laughs> And a lot of these fantasy tropes and fantasy genre yeah. things that we are finding a little bit tired and stuff to an eight-year-old who's just watched Lord of the Rings, mm -hmm. are, you know, are brand new. So, yes. so I don't see a problem right. in, in using those things because they they're exciting for a reason. They're archetypes for a reason because they're cool. That's why. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. made by kids for kids. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Now, yeah. obviously, you're you've been a concentrator for a while. I'm sure you played tons of board games. Have. How crucial do you think your all the board games you've played have been for the design of this game? Oh, that's interesting. I think I think I think very crucial. I think if I hadn't got a grounding in the genre, I wouldn't know what I wanted. If that makes any sense, I yeah. think I think it's incredibly difficult to come up with a genre on your own. I think it's incredibly coming with gra anything groundbreaking. You, you have to be a genius really the rest of us are just kind of standing on the shoulders of giants as it were and 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 and, and developing on what other people have done i mean there's definitely there's definitely dna from various games within this game there's dna from zombie side there's dna from Funkoverse in this there's there's dna from from other stuff as well and and the, the entire genre is there's dna from well tolkien basically um which all fantasy is really yeah. um uh they, they, this is off the point, but I love this quote. They say in Japan, um, wherever you stand, at some point you can see Mount, Mount Fuji. Um, huh. And they say within fantasy, wherever you stand, you can see Tolkien. As in, you can, you, <laughs> it, might, it might be a little bit further away or it might be really close. And if you can't see him, it's because you're standing on him. Um, <laughs> so, so I really like that. And, and that's the same with all these board games, I think. I think, I think standing on the shoulders of giants and, 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 and developing from from a base and then variations on the theme really so yeah yeah and and, and playing games with Cora because because one of the things I do a lot is is kids games I run a kid book kids board game group back in back in the before times Weird. and um and I also play a lot of games been reviewing games with Cora for for four years and playing games with her for, for longer than that and, and my other two kids as well to be fair um 
the, the less you know photogenic ones um they're not, they're, <laughs> they're not cute anymore so they get they get sidelined oh no <laughs> so 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 you get to a feel of what works for kids and and what excites them and and if it's overly complex you can lose attention very quickly but you also don't want to be as i say talked down to as well so, right uh, yeah i think that's actually a really good point that you brought up because i think a common tip for people that want to design a board game is play lots of board games but also make sure if you want to design a dungeon troll play dungeon trolls uh, yeah. yeah just play heavy euros and think all right i get how to do a dungeon troll now uh, yeah especially with you with uh doing a very family oriented game it, i think it's awesome that you have so much experience also seeing what kids like to play what they enjoy in board games and getting play testers to play with kids and see what they didn't like and dislike so yeah, yeah awesome. and the big thing about kids is not all much like adults is 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 a some of them aren't gamers so you can push them all you want but you're just going to push them away ultimately yeah. B, some kids have attention spans which are that big and some kids have attention spans which are that big. Yeah. And, and to be fair to CoraQuest, you know, I wouldn't sell it. I wouldn't be saying, oh, yeah, it's great for kids who've got really short attention spans. No, no, it, it's not. It's a 45 minute game. It's great for kids who like to get immersed in things and, and can, can, can focus for that long or if you want to go away and come back to it. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, games like that, you, you're wanting something like Spot It or, or Llama or, you know, the, there, there are games for some people and there are games and not others and there are games for some kids and not others. So, so it's a relatively involved game, but it's simple enough that, and because it's a cooperative game, sorry, because it's a cooperative yeah. game, I'm going all over the place. Um, the great thing about playing with a cooperative game with kids is, is sometimes when you're playing a cooperative game with adults, the kind of quarterbacking can be a problem. But often with kids, they 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 need a bit of quarterbacking, especially younger kids, um, and they because that's how they learn as well. So you're not telling them everything what to do, asking, but like saying, "Oh, should we do this or this?" You know, like they, like they say, how to get your kids to eat vegetables is not. Do you want some vegetables? It's do you want carrots or beans? Um, so 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 uh, so you're giving options and 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 talking through things, and you're able to help them play the game rather than a competitive thing, which which feels a bit more. Um, stressful for a child really right yeah that makes sense can you actually uh tell us a little bit about core quest the game itself like is it a campaign style or or yeah. mechanisms that are involved it's it's basically um it, it's 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 a series of there are, it, you could play it as a campaign but mm -hmm. uh, well you can't there's no campaign system it's a series of individual quests mm -hmm. um i am thinking of linking them to it'd be very easy to link them together as a campaign and that's probably one of the stretch goals when i get around to uh -huh. to, to, to uh to doing that but yeah anyway but it's intended to be played just as and when and you can you can dip in and out of it so the, my main thinking behind that is whenever i play the campaign game i play the first quest 12 times and then never get past that because um because you keep restarting um but it's the, the basic mechanism is you're exploring a dungeon um you get a, a deck of square tiles i haven't got any up here a, a deck of square tiles um well actually the cards but with with various corridors and and okay. things like that on and you 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 walk up to one you you flip a card over and then that's where the next dungeon goes so every every dungeon is going to be different now seeded within those um those cards are what, what we call story story cards so every four or five cards that come out one's gonna be a story tile and and you're gonna you're gonna read from a, a passage so 
and that that's how the narrative's placed in it. So there's there's gonna be four of these card these story cards within the game, each having a little different encounter, um, and then um, and building up to the to the kind of crescendo of the end of the game, basically. Um, so so like one of the quests is you've got to go and um, two gnomes, um, Kevin and Annabelle, have gone into the dungeon to look for a pet snake, but they haven't realised the pet snake's a giant snake as big as a house, <laughs> and so you've got to go and rescue them. Another one is those those two. We've got the same characters all the way through. The other one is those two gnomes who've left all the taps on in the dungeon um, and it's flooding. So you've got to turn it off before it floods out. And uh, so you've got to go around and turn four taps off. All, all, all sorts of different kind of... Another one, you've, they've broken a wizard's teapot and they need to replace it. So <laughs> you're, you're going in and collecting money um, to, to, do, to, to do that. So... So there's these four cards throughout the entire thing, but but one of the things that we really another thing we're really excited about is is, is that we're giving people the opportunity to design their own games as well. We, me and Cora, had such a good time designing this um, that we felt we wanted to share that with other people as well and, and give it as a creative experience, not just a, a game experience. Mm -hmm. And so we, we've got like I think it's ten cards these story cards but none of them they just have a letter on them and then a, a bunch of pictures so okay. none of them have to be used for that and so the the, the theory the, the plan is that kids can write their own adventures using nice. these cards um and then and then and then they've got their own adventures to do as well that's fantastic that's yeah. awesome um, yeah and, and similarly we've got rules on how to create your own characters um, so, so you don't have to use our heroes. You can use your own heroes, and because they're standees, you can make you can make standees. Mm -hmm. um, and similarly, we have got you know how to make your own monsters. So, so cool. it, it, it's a it's a toolkit for create. I mean, there's everything you need in the box if you want to just play it straight. Yeah. But if you want to spend time as a family making it your own copy, and you know, no one else has got these stories, no one else has got these monsters, and and you know, putting your family into the heroes and and having the dog as a hero or whatever. Then, um, then, then, yeah, you can do that as well. I think that's great. I think especially for uh, children because it gives them that sense of autonomy and then like being able to create and uh, yeah. make it their own yeah. and become part of the game, which is awesome. Yeah, and and, and we, we felt that by using kids' art within it, that empowers kids to think, well, my art's good enough because because that art's in there. Because because yeah. oft, often you know a kid won't do it because it, I can't do it properly, so I won't do it. You know. That's quite a big barrier to get past. Is good enough, really? Yeah. And, and but be, be, because the the art is kids' art and, and blatantly kids. I mean, there's no way you can mistake it for professional art. It looks great. Don't get me wrong, but it is kids' art. Um, then 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 it enables, it encourages kids to to make their own art. And and you know, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's it's mine. It's cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's also interesting that um, this came out of like a lockdown experience where, you know, I think that children, they like to they like to explore. That, that's a big part mm -hmm. of like their childhood adventuring yeah. and everything. And you wound up creating an exploration adventure type of game uh, in, in the midst of, of a, a time where they can't quite get that and they can't quite uh, do what they're really meant to do, I think. Yeah, that's true. And I'm going to write that down and pretend I thought of that. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, that's true. That is very true. That is very yeah. true. It fits the, um, yeah, the, and, and, and yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, All right. I was very clever thinking of that, I think. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dan. Thank you so much for uh, joining us here today and telling us. You're welcome. I'm bit. sorry I yeah. talk so much. I, uh, no, I get excited. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> I, I was excited listening to you. I was, was like, great. yeah, keep on yeah. going. <laughs> um, but yeah, where could people find you? 
Um, well, the well, find me. Um, I, I uh, you can find out about CoraQuest on CoraQuest.com. That's probably your best place to go. There's a, a the link to the newsletter. If you sign up to that, you'll get notified when when we go live with Kickstarter, which will be on first of February. Um, the other place to come is Facebook. We've got a very vibrant Facebook community, and that's where a lot of our pictures have come from, a lot of people chatting in there, and that's where you get the most regular updates because I, I obviously won't spam your email, but I'll, I'll certainly spam the Facebook group with all, all the kind of stuff we're doing. Um, me, as a person, I do I do reviews like like you do, Melissa, on the Dice Tower, um, uh, kids' games reviews, often back-to-back. You're often just before me. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also do a podcast called Sporadically Bored, which is myself and uh, Mike Delisio from the Dice Tower. Um, and we just pretend... Well, we don't talk about board games, if I'm absolutely honest. We talk about all sorts of rubbish. But, but yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. Occasionally, we'll mention a board game within it. So that that's main the two places you can find me as a person. Um, yeah. Thank awesome. you. We're going to have those links in the description down below as well. Awesome. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for watching and or listening. You could check out our uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter all at This Is Room 51. We will catch you next time. Have a good one. <laughs>